Hi, I'm Sabrina Petrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. Okay, so this week we are talking about The Punisher Season 1. And immediate disclaimer, this is, we've talked about this before, I have a pass on this show. I don't have to watch anything beyond the first episode, because I am a wimp, and I can't do extreme violence, and that is apparently all The Punisher does. I barely survived this first episode. (laughs) I barely survived any of his fight scenes in Daredevil. But yes, what? (laughs) I feel like upon rewatch, only about 20% of the show is gory violence. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like, I was like, I remember it being super, super gory. And that's why I was like, you know what, Lily? Like, don't, don't, don't worry about it. It's okay. You don't have to watch it. Then I was watching it and I was like, oh, it's not too bad. I feel like... If I skipped, again, if I like 10 seconds skipped over it, I could probably get through it. You would have been fine. You would have been fine. But also, you get the past. Because then again, watching the finale, I was like, oh. Oh, God. Yeah. I, you know? Like, yeah. Yeah, I watched the first episode so much of it. Wikied the rest, and yeah, that just sounded awful. <laughs> that last episode. Yeah, I do, however, wish that I I did. Uh, I don't know. I I there blah blah for one of our earlier episodes. I think it was for like Agent Carter or something. I was like, you need to rewatch like these specific episodes mm. just to have them fresh in your mind. And I wish that I had like thought to tell you about other episodes to watch in this one Mm. just for like the amazingness of characters in those episodes yeah because i mean i was really interested in the characters i was introduced to like i was really interested in madani i liked her a lot oh yeah every time i think about her 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 name is dina Mm. but it's spelled d-i-n-a-h so i always want to say dinah (laughs) Because for me, Dina is spelled D-I-N-A. Mm. Like, that's the Italian way to spell that. So, like, that's just how that name comes up in my mind. Mm-hmm. So when I kept seeing that, I was like, Dinah. <laughs> but then someone would say Dina because I watch everything with subtitles on. Mm-hmm. And I'd just be like, wait, I can't remember her name. Is it Dinah or Dina? Because it was just <laughs> getting so mixed up in my mind. Yeah. <laughs> Which is ridiculous, <laughs> but you know. Um, Technically... People go back and forth on this, but I don't want to be make it weirder. But like for those keeping track at home for Asian watch, um, Madani is. Do they say where she's from? Because I know she's. Uh, they do, but I don't remember. Okay, exactly. Because all it says on Wikipedia is she's vaguely Middle Eastern, and I know you know. Well, no, they say it. She her parents like fled somewhere. Mm. Fled in the 70s and she was born in the u.s mm-hmm. and she speaks farsi like natively because her parents um yeah because yeah. there's a whole conversation there's a whole conversation at some point that she's having with one of her superiors or her partner um about how when 9-11 happened homeland security wanted people who spoke the language natively like the whole the whole thought process was to uh, use the enemy to defeat the enemy, which is oh, I hate that. Because mm. um, clearly, if they're on your side, they're not the enemy. Mm-hmm. Like they're Amer- American. Like, right. What, yeah. What's wrong with you? Um, 
but uh, like so someone was talk- asking her like where she was from and that's like, mm. where the conversation came from and that she spoke Farsi pretty natively but the whole conversation was her going like I've never felt anything other than American I was born here mm-hmm. I've lived here my entire life like that's not who I am like or like it's part of her identity but it's not like who she is like she doesn't identify with right right yeah so yeah I liked her character a lot and yeah no she's really really cool cool and I was glad to read that she survived the show somewhat oh yeah yeah, yeah somewhat yeah. she's in season two <gasps> yay I will read about that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so but this this uh season the Punisher yes. he was introduced to us in Daredevil Love him. Really well. Loved him in Daredevil. He was introduced so well in Daredevil. Because well, John Bernthal is really, truly an amazing actor. Mm. It took me a while to, like, really come to terms with that. because, Well, I knew he was a really good actor, but I remember when he got cast for The Punisher, I was like, ugh, not him. Because mm-hmm. I didn't like him. But that was based solely off of character, a character he played in The Walking Dead. Like, oh. I really hated that character. Right. And I just didn't want to see him in something I loved. Right, right. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> but then I saw him in it, and I was like, oh, my God, you're, like, perfect for this. Like, you're totally perfect for this. Mm-hmm. You're amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like he's got that vibe that Tom Hardy has. We're, like, he's, like, <laughs> menacing, but, like, loves a dog, you know? That's fair. That's fair. But, like, truly, like, inside is, like, a cupcake. <laughs> that, yeah. But yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. right? Yeah, I know what you mean. Because he's really yeah. good at portraying this, like, so traumatized, beyond belief, scarred human being with this, like, airtight, ironclad coat of honor. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Really. His, his like... I mean, like, his version of ethics is different because most people just go to the police. Yeah. But, like, in what he does, he, his, like, honor Mm -hmm. is very, very strict. Um, And, like, this whole season is basically a continuation of what we saw in Daredevil Mm -hmm. and what he was doing in Daredevil. And you thought that his whole storyline wrapped up pretty nicely because his whole thing was, like, oh, the reason my my um, family died was because of this drug deal gone wrong. And they find out it was because of his, like, commanding officer. So then, like, he kills this commanding officer in Daredevil. And you think, like, oh, that's, like, wrapped up nicely. What's the Punisher season one going to be about? Oh, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. He's still getting revenge on his family because he realized it was a way, way bigger conspiracy than just his commanding officer was selling drugs. It was actually a whole cover-up for their whole mission in Kandahar. Mm-hmm. And forgive me for not knowing if that's a real place or not. Um, no, it's probably a real place. Marvel all, yeah. always uses real places. Unless it's, you know, mythical. Wakanda. Yeah, unless it's mythical for historical purposes. Kandahar exists. Well, because, like, DC makes up, like, things. Yeah, it's the second largest city in Afghanistan. Oh, okay. I d- don't know why I thought it was like a country. Mm. Yeah, because anyway, he would, he would refer to it like once or twice of like what we did in Afghanistan, and then he would just call it specifically Kandahar. Yeah. Well, they had so they had that whole mission where basically like the U.S. was going around and killing like high 
uh, profile Afghani like soldiers or mm. something. And it was like basically just murder. Like they were a wet team, mm. uh, like a wet works team that was just mm-hmm. like going around and killing people. But it was illegal because mm-hmm. it was funded by the heroin that his CEO was selling. Oh. So it was like this whole thing. And, and then like you're realizing like Frank is realizing that uh, the reason his family died was because they thought like he was a, a whistleblower. Yeah, because him and one other person was trying to get out, right? And then no, they, they, they just did, they were like, like, they were just like done. Like a bunch of yeah. a bunch of people transferred all at the same time. Like they were all like, "We're done with this. Like we don't want to do this anymore." Like some people left a little bit earlier, some people didn't, but for the most part, everyone was like, mm, "No, this is not. I don't want to do this anymore." Mm-hmm. Um. For most of them were honorable reasons, except one Billy Russo, played by the amazing Ben Barnes. Mm. I was wondering. So sinister. I might go back and watch his character introduction then, because he looked important being he you know, is important. The main He's villain. so 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 important. Because like the reason why he's so important is because him and Frank are like best best friends like basically brothers oh no and what makes this so terrible and why he's like the worst villain ever is that he uh betrays frank and gets his family killed at some point in the show he like when everything is all known to everyone he's like i told them that i had i would have nothing to do with it that i wouldn't be there and frank was like but you knew like his kids called him uncle billy Mm-hmm. Like, his family loved him. He was basically part of the family. Like, he was part of the family. And he still let that happen. Oh, God. Oh, no. All f- all for money. Like, literally all mm. for money. Because Billy was, like, he oh, was God. an orphan. Yeah. He, was ra- he was raised really poor. And so when he had the opportunity to make money, he made money. Mm. And even though that completely ruined <laughs> not even ruined, but, like, destroyed his friend's life, mm-hmm. he went through with it. Yeah. So. Jeez. But he's yeah. truly, like, so sinister. He has this line at some point where he tells, because uh, he ends up uh, sleeping with uh, 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 Dina. Yes, I read that. So he, he tells her, you know, there are people who are good liars and people who are bad liars. You're not, you're not a good liar. And on my second watch of this, I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. Screw you. I hate <laughs> you so much. Because he's, like, lying to her this entire time. Like, she's literally investigating what happened in Kandahar because that team killed her friend, like, while she was over in Afghanistan. And she was mm-hmm. trying to investigate it. And then people brought her back to the U.S. And they were like, well, you can't investigate this anymore. But she's still trying mm-hmm. to investigate it. So she's literally trying to find the people behind it. And, like, he's right there. Like, that's the person mm-hmm. who did it. Like, she was directly yeah. involved. And he's currently still trying to cover it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, he doesn't feel bad about what happened over there the same way that Frank does. Or even mm-hmm. Curtis. Um, Curtis so, is the one who leads the uh, veteran support group, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has. Oh, I liked him. No leg. 
Yeah, I liked him. He survives, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. I like him. I, and surprisingly, the core people you actually care about don't die in this one. Cool. It's a lot of, like, red shirts, I feel like. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, um, the poor construction and, kid yeah. who was introduced in episode one, that was traumatic. Oh, he didn't die. He didn't die. But I was, I almost watched episode two. I couldn't because it was too late last night, but I almost watched episode two just to see, like, what happened to that poor kid. I was a little bit hoping that would happen, though, that you would watch season, that first episode, and you'd be like, <laughs> I just kind of have to keep going. Like, I like kind of wanted know. that to happen. Yeah. Um, if it weren't that late, I probably would have watched the first half of, or part of the second one. But yeah. I mean, that, very, like, no questions would have been answered. It would have been like a new day in episode two. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just because, like, I think he leaves. He leaves the construction site. <laughs> after he like beats them all up like he doesn't continue on with that um yeah 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 i mean the only reason i think i almost wanted to text you and be like hey can you just watch the second episode too because the pilot is not totally like what's the word i'm looking for it's not like it doesn't really give you a lot about what's going on in the season it's just kind of introductory mm-hmm. but not like this is what's happening this season. Mm-hmm. It's like, here are the characters you're going to learn to love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was also a lot of catch-up of, like, this is, we're ending where Frank was in Daredevil. This is where he is at in his own show. Go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is which is nice, but at the same time, mm-hmm. you're like, eh, I don't really, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not really what's happening in the season, which is, I mean, like, I, I like that episode. It's a very good pilot episode, but I... Oh, Yeah almost wanted to be like hey lily watch the second one too because after i watched it i was like uh i feel like more she should know more Mm -hmm. um but yeah i don't know what was i even saying before that i feel bad that i can't help you carry this but i do i definitely want to talk about karen's introduction to this oh no no let's talk about karen let's talk about karen let's just do it right now i want to talk about Karen. okay so i i read karen shows up Okay. I, I so, wanted, what happened? She went through a lot. So basically, Karen Karen shows up in this because Frank wants help. Okay, so Frank starts working with this hacker who worked for the CIA. He was like an analyst. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only reason he starts working with him is because he's like real creepy and he like calls Frank outside a diner that he's like randomly at and mm-hmm. is like, hey, you're going to start working. He was trying to be all menacing, but he's like, <laughs> you know... He's kind of... He's a dweeb. He's a, he's, he's a more attractive but shaggy-looking Edward Snowden. Mm. Like, I hope that right. makes sense. Yeah. yeah you know? Yeah. But, like... And blonde, too. I don't know. <laughs> um, okay. So, because he, like, was trying to whistleblow on the Kandahar mission. Oh, I re- he's the one who sent Madani the tape. That, like, yes. something was wrong with how her partner died. It wasn't yeah. good. And it's, like, literally a tape of the partner dying, of, like, her friend. The, oh, jeez. It, it's, like, yeah. an Afghani police officer dying. Right. Um, so he's trying to be, like, all slick and be like, hey. Blah, blah, blah. And so Frank is like, I need to find out who this is. Who can I ask for help? Karen. Mm. So he goes to Karen in like the weirdest way possible he pretends to be a homeless man asking for change outside of like (laughs) 
an ATM or something or like a coffee shop where Karen goes. It's like, mm-hmm. hey, can you can you like spare some change? And she gives it to him, and he goes, "Thanks, Karen." And she's like, "What?" <laughs> and like, it's Frank. Oh, okay. Yeah, because everyone thinks Frank is dead right now, and so he's just except Karen. I think Karen chilling. knew the entire time. That makes sense. Or possibly she didn't know, and then like that's when she found out he was alive. I don't remember. Um, Something like that. Poor Karen. She's had to go through a lot of fake deaths. <laughs> I feel like it's just that one. Who else fake died? Oh, I guess I'm thinking of Matt, future Matt. But anyways. Oh yeah, future Matt is, but not not future fake Matt. dead. He's just like hurt and can't do anything dead anyways frank um yeah yeah, yeah. so he asked karen for help to find out who this like micro guy is because that's how he that's what he goes by micro Uh um and that just kind of starts it all where where she gets involved and then at some point so there's this guy who he gets introduced through the vet group um that Curtis runs and you kind of realize that there's something a little off about him the entire time like maybe like this group is not working and he should maybe go to a little bit more professional help like Mm -hmm. group therapy is great for some but was not working for him Mm -hmm. um is it the skinny kid the one that like Curtis Lewis pulled pulled aside from the beginning yeah okay yeah um his name is Lewis so he starts going like crazy and he's like this country is trying to take away all of our liberties by taking away all of our guns and you're like dude yeah um and he starts like bombing people and he sends a letter to karen to be like hey karen i think that you have the same ideals as me because you stand up for the little guy um and basically he goes on radio she goes on the radio to talk about Mm. it and like it's like a radio show and it's her it Trish? and like no it's not Trish how awesome Aww. would that have been though but Trish would have been like a better radio talk show host because <laughs> the talk show host there was like like guns are so great like me and it, oh, uh, no. it's very interesting to watch this show because it's sort of in a way pro-gun which is a little bit weird to me like not weird to yeah. me but like I don't know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I read stuff about that. We'll talk about it later. But so she gets involved because she goes on the radio. It's like her, the host, and a uh, 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 gun control government person, a politician who's like for gun control. Right, right, right. Um, and basically on the radio, they ask her like, oh, well, how did you feel about that? And she was like, I hate that this guy thinks that I'm anything like that I think any way like him because he's a terrorist for bombing people in our city. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then he calls the radio show. And then that just leads to another thing where Karen interviews uh, the senator that she's talking to mm-hmm. uh, in the inter- in the like radio talk show interview. And then, then he attacks that. Oh, So this whole ploy was... I, this was like in the plot specifically to distract Frank so that while Frank is distracted, Micro will call uh, Madani to be like, hey, we have all of the evidence you need to get this like mm-hmm. all settled. Oh, okay. So like talk to us because Frank is very much like, no, we need to do this together. Don't contact her without me. But he like goes off on this mission right, right, um, right. to protect Karen, to protect Karen. That's all. That's the only reason he <laughs> goes to do this because Karen is involved. 
Right. Um, and a little bit Curtis. Curtis ends up being tied to a chair ah. with a bomb strapped to his chest. Because, oh, no. Uh, because he's worried about Lewis, and he's worried yep. about some other guy who's in the group who stops showing up. Um, oh. Because Lewis kills him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 a whole thing. But I didn't like that guy, so I wasn't like, oh, no, he's dead. Wait, but is like, it the original gun nut? Because in the first episode... It was the original gun nut. He's introduced. Okay, okay. Yeah, it was the original gun nut, and he's like, he's very much like, but you find out that he literally never served anywhere. Like, he enlisted in Vietnam at the end of Vietnam. Like, he was only ever (laughs) stationed in, like, Texas. Oh, so he was just lying. Okay, I get it. I get it. I remember remember reading this now. He would tell a bunch of stories about, like, being at war, but Curtis, like, looked up his stories and was like... This guy, he looked up his records and was like, this guy never, never served. Mm-hmm. So Curtis tells Lewis that to be like, don't like pay attention to everything he says. He's a liar. Um, so, so Lewis, Lewis confronts unhinged. him. Yes. Lewis confronts mm. him and then they fight and then he kills him. And at first it's like, oh no, it's just self-defense because like the crazy guy, he, mm-hmm. after he gets punched, he goes with a knife and he's like, Mer! Oh. but then uh, Lewis like gets the knife and stabs him and you're like oh no that's self-defense but then he like stabs him like eight more times oh geez yeah yeah and then that's where it's like oh too far gone too far gone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um <laughs> so curtis is trying to like find him and it's like oh like like so he goes to the dead man's house and he sees the dead man but lewis has been like hanging out there so lewis <laughs> is there and he's like hey lewis why is there a dead guy here and then they fight and here's what lewis is so far gone that it, he kept going for Curtis's prosthetic, which is like I guess what? in any good fight when you yeah. want the upper hand, you go f- you go for the thing that'll like immediately make your opponent weak. Mm-hmm. So he he keeps going for the prosthetic leg, and then is he finally gets it. The whole leg or like knee down? It's not the whole leg, and I don't. It, it's like knee, I think it's just knee down. Okay, yeah. I only honestly like it was so short though. I thought it was less than that. Mm. I don't know. But yeah. it's not just, like, the foot. Like, I feel like you cut off limbs at the joints, not, like, halfway through the bone, you know? Yeah, especially if you're trying right? to get a prosthetic. I don't know. I have no idea how that works. Anyway, he ends up getting the prosthetic and beats Curtis with it. Oh, weird. Oh, I liked Curtis. He how that. messed up do you have to be? <laughs> To take off someone's prosthetic, like, and he's already kind of out for, you know, mm-hmm. and then beat him within, like, literally an inch of his life Ugh. with his own prosthetic leg. Ew. That's dark. Yeah. But also, that was a, they were, jo- him and Frank were joking about that in the first episode, so it's weird that, that that's how they brought it around. That's how they brought it back. Oh, they brought it, they bring it back a few times. It's not, like, a forgotten thing. Because at some point, like, I think Kerr just talks about it in, in group. And uh, at one point, Lewis even says, like, oh, you got that in Vietnam. Not Vietnam. Afghanistan. Afghanistan. You got that in Afghanistan. And Curtis is like, I didn't get anything in Afghanistan. I lost my leg in Afghanistan. Somewhere on a rooftop, there's a <laughs> shoe with my foot in it still. Like... <laughs> Which was very much like, yeah, yeah. 
a, a good way to say that because Curtis, not Curtis, Lewis was very much like, well, no one thinks I'm a vet, so no one cares about me. I like basically what you realize is that Lewis literally went abroad, like fighting overseas, so that when he came back, he would be everyone would be like, oh my god, you're a god oh, because a you're a veteran. Mm-hmm. Like, what a hero. Mm -hmm. Like, true. Like, I'm not going to say, like, veterans aren't, like, really brave for going off into war zones. Like, I I very much am, like, don't support the war, but support your veterans and support people who are in the army. Um, But, like... His motivations for it. Oh, wow. His motivations are awful. Mm -hmm. His motivations were literally, I'm going to do this thing and then people are going to call me brave. Oh, fascinating. Like, and, be a, and tell me I'm a hero. But, like, yeah. he, but he takes the whole, like, people forget about veterans thing and warps it completely. Makes it about himself. Oh, wow. See, that's Because it's a good point. Like, people do, like, don't treat veterans. Like, the government in general don't treat our veterans very well. No. Right. So it's a good point, but he completely warps that. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is ridiculous. Like that is one thing that I'm sad that I missed about Punishers because um, I don't know if this is just like a Marvel thing, like Marvel Netflix thing specifically, but they are really good at writing really interesting characters and really understanding like their motivations, even if you never sympathize with them. And that's one of the more fascinating things about Punisher because when he's introduced to the like Marvel world and def- uh, in Daredevil. You don't think you're going to sympathize with him in any way, shape, or form. And then as he's talking to Matt, you start ugly sobbing. So, like, I do wish I would have seen a bit more of that in Punisher because I was really interested in all of these characters' backstories. So, I know Daredevil is the long-standing. I'll go back and rewatch it. But some, some even further day, I might go back and, like, skim my way through Punisher just for the character development. I mean, it's really worth watching. Mm-hmm. I think. I feel like there's a lot of good points that get brought up in this show. Also, I forgot that the whole point of this was to talk about Karen. Oh, right. So the off-the-rails veteran, the skinny The off-the-rails guy, he's going off to, like, literally blow up this senator and Karen. Right. So Frank has and to step in. The, yeah. And Frank has to step in because Karen is family. Because earlier, Micro was like, are you kidding me? What is with this girl? Like, why are mm. you, why do you pay so much attention to her? Like, what is the big deal about her? And, um, and like, he gets really mad at Micro. He's like, <laughs> are you, because Micro has been watching his family very creepily through cameras in his house because his family thinks he's dead. Oh, okay. For over a year, he's been doing this, by the way. Okay. Kind of sweet, but also horrifyingly creepy. As long as it's not in the bedrooms. This. I don't, I think it's just like the living room. Like the, okay. like the first floor. Like there's two floors and I think it's just the first floor. Okay. Creepy, um, but like he knew not to do, anyways. Yes. Yeah, so Frank says to him. Well, that would be weird if, he, yeah. So, so he's like, are you kidding me? And so Frank's just like, what if this was your family? What if it was mm-hmm. Leo? Or the other kid, I don't Zach or the mm-hmm. wife. I don't remember their names anymore. Um, and so that's when he like relents and he's like, fine, but like, or he actually is like, but she's not family. Like, who is she to you? And like, literally, Frank starts yelling. He's like, Karen, Karen is family. And I was like, oh. 
Oh, Frank. Like, I was so happy. Yeah. Like, literally, he cares about, like, four people. And at yeah. this point, I don't think he knows anything about, like, Billy. No, he doesn't know anything about Billy. So I feel like those four people are literally Curtis, Billy. Karen, and Billy. Never mind, there's three people. Oh, so he doesn't like his hacker friends? They just work together? I mean, they literally just met. Oh, okay. That makes sense. I think he cares more about his family. Like, not literally just met, but they've only, like, really just started working together. I think he'd protect him still, but, like, mm. I feel like at that point it wasn't, like, I really, really care about you yet. That makes sense. But that's really sweet. I really I really liked Karen and Frank's dynamic. Do they? Mm, yeah, it's so good. Do they still have ship vibes this season? Yes. Ooh, yes. Interesting. They have so many ship vibes still. Well, because, okay. <sighs> Lily. So. First of all, this senator is totally a dick. Ah, oh, okay. So, okay. Well, I mean, like, he stands for a good thing, but whatever. Right, right, um, right. So when this guy comes in, first of all, he's, he's hired um, Billy's company to protect him from this guy because he knows that he's coming after them right right um so he's got like these this protection but uh lewis is uh creepy and smart and takes them all down before so he gets into the room with like no one realizing it Mm -hmm. um but the second he's in and the second he starts shooting he's like running around he's like please don't shoot me like eh, which is like you know a normal response but right like, but like karen's the one who's like going in front of him is like don't shoot him don't shoot him don't mm-hmm. shoot us and she's also trying to like she has like you know a gun and so she's looking for a gun but because she had a gun and there is a whole protection team around him that the gun got taken away from her right right um when does she get it back actually that's that's plot a hole plot that's hole hold th- on plot hole holy shit (laughs) sorry so this thing happens and then they're running out the door and the senator like flings karen at lewis so he can run out right okay so lewis has karen and frank is in there like oh you Mm -hmm. you better you you better let go of her Mm -hmm. but like basically he managed to get her in the elevator and they, they go all the way down to the basement and uh, Lewis also has a bomb strapped to himself with a dead man's switch, which is like, you know, if, you if take he the dies off. Yeah. If you take the finger off, then it explodes. Right. Um, so. But earlier when he was diffusing the bomb around Curtis, it was pull the white wire. And so Frank does this whole thing where he's like basically talking to Karen through talking to Lewis about how like earlier today you told me that pulling the white wire is what like stopped the bomb to save Curtis. So Karen is like slickly like trying to mm-hmm. uh, get it. feel each wire yeah. because it's like right right by her hand. So she's feeling each wire and and uh, Frank is either like nodding like he's shaking his head no or like mm-hmm. when she finally gets the white wire he nods. Um, which is really cool that they're like have this like secret conversation. You yeah, know? like yeah, he yeah. completely gets it. And then he starts talking about knowing everything that's in her purse frank and she has yeah yeah, because he knows that she has a gun Mm -hmm. um and then she shoots the gun at lewis's foot and i'm and now that i'm thinking about it how does she have the gun again (laughs) yeah that is a pretty big plot hole like is it a different gun that she picked up or is it her gun is it 
I thought, but it got taken away from her. I thought Karen owning a gun was a throwback to Daredevil season one. No, uh, season season two. It's season two. Because who gives Punisher her a tour? Gives her Punisher. Thank you. Thank she you. registers it though. She yeah, registers yeah, yeah. it, and then because she's like everyone knows that she has a gun, and that was the whole thing. Like, yeah, oh, yeah. you have a concealed carry permit. Okay. Um, but so that whole thing ends with um the dude blowing himself up, and then. Uh, and then Frank kidnaps her mm-hmm. to the elevator so that he can escape. Right, right. But there's this moment in the elevator where it starts moving, but Karen immediately stops it. Like, it goes up a bit, and then he, she stops it for Frank to get out from the top. But Aww. there's this moment where they're both just, like, holding each other. Like, their foreheads are touching, and they're just, like, oh. breathing each other in. And you're like, oh, my God. Those are some strong ship vibes then that is much stronger than anything that i've seen in daredevil wow oh my god these feelings that i have watching that scene i'm just so happy and i feel like nothing else matters in the entire season but what i see with frank and karen it's such an interesting pairing because i'm not i'm not totally against it i just he's just so in a different place that that's that would be so impossible to do, but interesting. I don't know. I'm not against I mean, it. It just he needs he needs more time. I'm so for it. I'm so for it. Mm-hmm. But I'm also so for like them living like their separate lives, but then they come together. You know, mm-hmm. like I don't necessarily want a relationship, but maybe like sort of a relationship where they're like always long distance, but in a way that like works for them. That because makes sense. He does his thing, she does her thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I want out of that. But if, like, I don't know. Oh, poor I just Karen. Love it. Like, I love that whole thing. It's really, yeah, it's really, it's good and it's interesting. But, like, poor Karen, why does she pick such damaged men? It's not like a thing that she's going purposely, consciously going after, but, like, Matt and Frank, what a, what a doozy. Well, I mean,. Not to say Matt is more stable, but... Yeah, I know. Honestly, Punisher... Matt is more stable. Punisher is so much more damaged than Matt Murdock, which is weird because, like, in the running of damaged Marvel heroes. I mean, they're all damaged. Yeah. My God. I mean, I think it's just, like, they have dealt similarly with trauma. Mm Mm-hmm. Um in a way that like is not like Matt doesn't deal with trauma the same way I think Karen and Frank deal with trauma like they don't they don't all deal with it the same way but I feel like the way Karen and Frank deal with trauma are a little bit more parallel Mm -hmm. to each other yeah she really gets Frank on his level um, versus the way everyone else kind of relates to him. Even Matt, like him and Matt had an interesting relationship, but Karen really gets him where, he, like where he's coming from. She gets him where he's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, cause, uh, him and Matt are foils mm-hmm. of each other and like they're meant to show the differences in each other. Mm-hmm. But the, I mean, what happened with what happens with Karen and Frank was totally unintentional, and which is why I think I like it so much. What do you mean unintentional? Is that not like they, canon in any uh, way? No, 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 no. So, so 
like the beginnings of it, I mean. Oh, like right. I I don't think when they were setting out to make the Punisher that initially Karen was a part of it. Okay, that makes sense. You know, like mm-hmm. I think they were they they set something up in Daredevil that they maybe didn't realize until after it was finished and after they saw how fans reacted to it and they were like, "Oh, maybe we should bring her back." Mhm. Like she- they have such a good chemistry. That let's just do. Let's keep going with this. That's true. Um, is she the only tie-in to any other the Netflix defenders? Because yeah. like, I no. Could, well, because um, like Claire doesn't show up in this one, and she normally shows no, up. No, but them. at some point, at some point, the cop that like dealt with him, you know, like the black cop that Foggy's oh. friends with and gives his grandmother cigars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in that, and I think right. there is a uh, like a criminal from luke cage who was in it you know oh like some yeah like random guy because i was like oh you look familiar okay or so, he might have been in defenders or something but he looked really familiar right i think okay. he was in defenders yeah okay so that's cool so there was still enough tie-in that made sense but it wasn't totally yeah well because at some point they're investigating what happens in the hotel with the bomber because mm-hmm. he, he ends up blowing himself up in the basement mm-hmm. um and they think Frank is involved, which he's not. And right. so Karen, like, literally tells him, he's like, come on, you were there in the original Punisher case. Like, this is nothing. Mm. This is not his, like, MO. This is not what he would do. Mm-hmm. And lit- literally, literally, they were like, okay, so why was he here? <laughs> and she's like, she straight up says, he was here for me. <laughs> like, he was here looking out for me. Right. She straight up says it. Like, it mm-hmm. is an actual thing that she says to be like, he came to protect me. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Yes. <laughs> okay. And that's why I love Karen and, 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 and Frank. Yeah. And I don't like Karen and Matt. Yeah. Never have. Yeah. I didn't like it even before I knew about Castle being a possibility, though. Yeah. No, that's true. You were never on board with Karen and Matt. And not even in season one. I was like, mm, I don't like this. I mm-hmm. think it's weird. Mm. Like, cause I, anyway, I, I've had, we had that conversation already. Yeah. It just is weird. It just is weird because she was like so into him and he was like, mm, you're here. Like, the, what, whatever. Moving on. Yeah. I'm trying to think anything else that shows up or anything else. Is there anything else you want to talk about in this? Cause we could... Because I was reading some of the, like, the writing and, like, um, what the main writers talked about this. And he's like, it's not, he said it's not trying to be any sort of commentary on how veterans are treated or gun control or anything like that. He was just said he was trying to tell a good story based loosely on the comics following this, like, westerner type style, stuff like that. So, well... I get that they weren't trying... Okay, I can understand why they weren't trying to do any actual commentary. Mm -hmm. Because it wasn't deep in any way, shape, or form. Like, they weren't, like, really going in for it. It was just, like, this happens to be a story where veterans are involved. So, Mm -hmm. at the veteran group, they're talking about veteran things. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. And it just happened, you know, because... 
Lewis's whole thing was about like, oh, you're going to take our guns. Meh, 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 meh. They brought in the politician who is mm-hmm. for gun control laws. Like it just kind of flows with the story. Mm-hmm. There's nothing there that's like, oh, they forced this conversation to happen. Okay. But even when the conversation happens, it's not so much like, it's not like a deep conversation. But I think mm-hmm. what like struck me as odd is that like the rational conversations were coming from people who were like for guns. But like I don't even think Karen would be against the gun control laws that that senator was trying to push, you know? Mm-hmm. Cuz he he even says he's like, "Karen, I'm not I mean, this is right before the room gets blown up, but you know. <laughs> he's like, "I'm not for taking away some guns from all people. I'm take I'm for taking away all gu- guns from some people." Okay. Like people, yeah. Which is like, you know, what we, like, we personally, I assume that you also believe this, like, people who have, like, a record or are on the oh, no-fly yeah. list or, like, thing, you know, things yeah. like that. Mental health disorders, yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people who should not oh, be allowed access guns. But the way that she was going about it, she was like, I don't know, it seemed like she was very much like, why are you trying to take our guns? Mm-hmm. Even though she's, like, a journalist and shouldn't be so, like, partial. Yeah. She, she should be more impartial to talking to that man. Because um, at some point he's like, well, you have a concealed carry permit, don't you, Karen? And she's like, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. But it's really funny. I like this moment because she's like, yeah, I do. And he's like, well, why do you have it? And she goes, personal safety. And he says, well, shouldn't society be, like, your safety net? And then she, like, looks at his bodyguards <laughs> and then looks back at him. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a funny moment. But it's, like, also circumstantial. He doesn't normally have those bodyguards. He has them at that moment because there's someone who wants to kill him. Yeah. Very actively also, out in the world. Generally, I'm not huge on gun thing, on, um, on people pers- having personal arms. But I would agree that, like, Karen has seen enough stuff that she should arm herself. <laughs> Well, I've, like, never been someone who thinks, this is getting deep, but I've never been someone who thinks that all guns, all places need to be banned. Like, I don't, I don't think that is uh, uh, rational or even achievable. Mm. Uh, But, like, and I don't have a problem with people having, like, handguns that don't shoot a thousand rounds a minute you know like it's like i don't care if you have a personal safety or that you go for hunting or whatever i just don't think that there should be like weapons of mass destruction in the hands of Mm. civilians Mm -hmm. i don't like you shouldn't or even in the hands of cops like you like i don't think anyone stateside should have weapons of mass destruction yeah that's fair um, like, but like personal safety weapons, I'm okay with. Like, I don't care if you have that as long as it's legally obtained and that it is registered with the police. Yeah. Um, the writer also, the head writer also talked about how um, they did talk to a lot of veterans. I think they said like the extras in the support group were veterans um, and stuff like that. They to, didn't to, talk to though. Really make sure that you know they weren't going completely off the like just completely they didn't making talk. stuff. No, but, like, um, what Lewis went through, what Frank went through, like, you know, they had veterans look over, you know, 
actual I don't know if they're like, Oh, you mean in the writer's room. Yeah, in the writer's room, my bad. I thought you meant in the in the scene. They were in the scene, but specifically yeah, in the writer's room. I thought you meant in the scene because I was like, they didn't talk though. Three people ever talked at those meetings and it was Curtis, Lewis, and the racist dude. Yeah, no, in the writer's room they had, I don't know if, they they really talked to veterans to make sure that like, they understood what was Mm -hmm. talking about. So I thought that was really, really cool. And then he also talked about how like, he wanted, he, the head writer wrote for Hannibal as well. And he was like, I never watched that. Yeah, but he was talking about how, like, he didn't want to ever glorify Frank's violence and or the violence. He wanted to show how, like, brutal it really was. But he also didn't want to, you know, like, alienate people from Frank. Because he was just like, he wanted to remind people that Frank is technically not the good guy. But he is a good guy. Oh, he's definitely sort of... Yeah, he I is. I want to say bi- like a Byronic hero, but I don't think that's te- technically true. Yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to make him sympathetic and show people like like where he's coming from, why he's doing this, and also people. I feel like putting him right next to Billy helps. Yeah, <laughs> who just does everything for money, like he's literally a mercenary. Right, versus like Frank is just compl- haunted by everything that he's ever done, <laughs> and yeah, living with. An intense yeah. PTSD, but um. But the, well, the funny thing is, is that he doesn't have PTSD about anything from war. He has PTSD about his family dying. Isn't that explained in Daredevil with the shot to his head? The 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 trauma, the brain damage makes it feel no, like. No, well, they're they're they were saying. I mean, I don't remember what that argument was at all because they were like, it's technically not PTSD. Um. Well, it's but, like, Frank has PTSD. He um, does. Well, because Frank was like, I don't want you to say that I have PTSD. Yeah. Um, but, like, just in general, like, in this, you just see him having flashbacks about his family dying, not about anything that happened in war. Mm-hmm. Like, he has no feelings about what happened. Well, he has feelings about it, but he doesn't have, like, nightmares about what happened to him in Afghanistan. Yeah, that's not what's keeping him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but just really quickly, let's talk about the finale. Or let me talk about the finale. Yeah. I know. I'm so sorry. You're we, hard carrying this episode, but continue. But I just really want to quickly talk about mm-hmm. that. Because um, so they basically, the whole operation in Afghanistan was run by the CIA guy. And they'd been trying to find his name and they finally found him. Um, and he, he goes by Agent Orange. Stupid name. Um, so it's like the second to last episode and they create this whole scheme where, um, well, Billy has kidnapped, uh, the, the micro's wife and one of the kids. Mm. Um, and so they create this whole scheme to get them back. And during that scheme, they like fake kill micro, Mm -hmm. um, like with friendly fire, they literally shoot at him with friendly fire. Mm. Um, and uh, then they end up back at Frank is the only one who gets kidnapped, kidnapped, taken, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they get uh, they get taken back to like Micro's lair, and they're basically torturing Frank. Yeah. Well, Agent Orange is torturing Frank while mm-hmm. Billy's like on the side, being like, "I'll just do the yeah. kill shot later." Yeah. Um. Yeah. And so throughout this whole thing, like Frank is having these flashbacks 
or not flashbacks, but he's like talking to his wife and his wife is trying to be like, come to me in the afterlife. Oh. Um, but he's like, you know, staying conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Frank like comes out of it and he escapes the, the chains or the ropes. What? Not chains. You can't escape chains. He okay. escapes the ropes. Well, because he's smart, you know, he yeah, escaped yeah, yeah, the yeah. ropes that he was tied to. Gets the knife and stabs the shit out of Agent Orange. Yeah, okay. Also, Agent Orange is blinded in one eye, and that was because Frank punched the shit out of him at some point. Oh, man. Like, it was in a flashback, because, like, Agent Orange basically led them into this fight that they could not win, and Frank got really mad, and when it was over, like, he punched the shit out of him. Okay. Um, So you just stabbed him, like, a million times. It was, like, crazy. And the episode, like, sort of ends with... Uh, Billy just being like, God damn, Frankie, I love watching you work, and it's really creepy. Yeah. Ben Barnes is, like, really good. Like, he's uh-huh. so good. And it's, like, really weird because I was like, you were in Narnia. <laughs> Wait, really? Like, I thought about that a lot. He was Prince Caspian. <gasps> okay, I have to go back and watch his intro now. I am so, what? He's Prince Caspian. I immediately don't like that anymore now. I know it's so creepy because he's like really evil and sinister, um, but th- so that but the B- Ben Barnes Billy he gets away in this whole because then the the Homeland Security comes in and saves Frank because he's literally about to die um, from all the torture, mm-hmm. and they come in and they save Frank and Billy runs away. So then in the whole next episode they save Frank. They mm-hmm. Get him all patched up and then they create like a meetup. They're like, okay, let's like we're gonna meet up now and. Uh, and like fight this out. Mm-hmm. Man, yeah. Billy sets the meetup at the carousel that his family died at. I read that. That was cold. That's so the and he turns it on and holds <gasps> like the two teenagers who work there hostage on the carousel, and he like ah oh. stabbed them. Or like cut them so they were bleeding out and they were like tied to these horses on what the, the hell right also madani like manages to get there at some point and um uh she he shoots her in the head kill shot i guess it's trying no, to be a kill not shot, kill but shot a- because she she survives it yeah um but anyway like they fight it out and oh my god it's crazy he frank like th- there's a broken mirror and Frank drags his face across the broken mirror. Okay, on Wikipedia, he says he, Frank, instead smashes Russo's face into glass. I was not expecting it was what like you a just broken described. Mirror. They yeah. they talk about him having a pretty face like all season, and so when I was watching this again, I was like, ooh, ah, uh, gross. So they talk about him having the pretty face all season, and like even at some point, Dina is like, you have all these scars, but none on none on your face. Like they escaped your face, your right. little pretty boy face. Um, and so when that happened again, uh, I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, yeah, he also, I, he maybe he like probably. So he has to live no his, no he, because literally. Live. Billy is like, kill me, kill me, kill me. Like, you. I feel like basically he was like, you just ruined my face, kill me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but Frank is like, no, you're going to live with pain and loss. And, and while he's saying that, that's when he's like, Ugh. 
No, he had just like scraped, yeah. scrap, like scraped the face, but he was like, "You're, you're gonna live with this," and like smashes him a little bit more into the mirror. Mm. Like when watching this, I was like, "Oh yeah, Lily, you're okay. You shouldn't have watched this." Oh god, that sounds awful. <laughs> oh, it is. It's really creepy. Like, but honestly, when you're watching it, you're like, "Yeah, murder him." Like because yeah. like I'm throughout sure the whole it's... season, he is so creepy and sinister and like backstabby like at literally at one point he was like frank like just let me know like i'll get you safely out of the city even Mm. though you know as the viewer he's trying to get him out to like kill him yeah do you know from his intro like from right away that he's the bad guy or is it revealed later not from like right away like he's got that vibe that you're like "Mm." don't trust him but you don't know for sure right away. It takes mm. a little bit, but it, you get there. You definitely yeah. get there. Oh, that's so weird. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch the finale. Yeah. No, but Thank it's you really for good. Me. And like, it, ba- it basically ends like they're in the hospital and they're with like, I guess the head of Homeland and the head of the CIA, and it's like Madani's um, hospital room. And she's, like, awake and fine, like, so she's, clearly she survives it. Oh. Um, yeah, you know at the end of the season she's alive and she's awake and, like, it's... But no other good. repercussions? She got shot to the head. I, I mean, assume a point-blank range. Okay. It's the end of the season. They're not gonna, like, go in... I think they go into it in the next season, or they will, but I don't know. Okay. Um, I haven't watched it yet. But they basically, they're like, because you helped us so much with this, you're, they cleared um, his Pete Castiglione. Like, they cleared that guy from the system. Oh. Like, from all criminal records. Or also probably Frank's. Like, all criminal yeah. records, all everything. So he's completely clear to, like, move on. And, wow. and they gave him money, basically, to be like, never talk about this, and goodbye. Wow. Yeah. Because Frank has done a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm glad he wasn't arrested, but I don't know if he should have walked away clean. Well, he walked away clean because of how much he knows. That's fair. And they were like, we're just going to send you on your way instead of locking you up or doing anything like that. Because Mm -hmm. he also did, like, help them a lot in, Mm -hmm. you know, getting rid of Agent Orange and, like, kind of keeping the whole Kandahar thing covered Mm -hmm. up. Mm -hmm. So makes sense mm-hmm. like because all frank wanted to do was get revenge on the people who killed his family and, and he, he did. did that yeah yeah um so there's that you know mm-hmm. and then he like also asked like what about russo and they're like oh like he's basically in a coma they say he'll live but they don't know if he's gonna wake up oh yeah yeah what i do know is that he does wake Oh, okay. Yeah, so stick with us, guys, when we talk about season two in, like, the future. months. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's going to come up soon. But anyway, um, I love this show, and I think people should watch it, because it shows a lot of Frank's, like, capacity for love and mm-hmm. caring, like, for the people he cares about. Like, you know, how he mm-hmm. cares about the people in his life. Because he even starts to really care for Micro and his family. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, like, yeah. When when Micro's family gets, like, ambushed by Frank's men, he's like, when this happened, 
I'm going to, like, we're going to mm-hmm. get him back. Like, he gets really into, like, protecting them. Oh, and when yeah. things go wrong, like, he goes to them. Like, it's, like, all, it's pretty, it's, you know, like, you get mm-hmm. to see him be, you get to see him be a father in a way. Oh, not like he knows yeah. he's not those kids' dad. That's But tragic. because they don't have a dad, like, he kind of, like, does, like, weird dad things with them. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, very much, like, you see how he would have interacted with his kids. Oh, that's tragic. Yeah. And it's very, yeah, it's very, yeah. very interesting. Um, I really like it. Mm-hmm. it. So I like the duality of him in this. Like, you know that Frank's not the good guy, but also at the same time, I don't care that he's not the good guy. Yeah. Like I said, he's like, not the good guy. I don't care that guy. in real life. Yeah, I don't care that in real life that... If I okay, I probably would not be for the Punisher in real life. I'd be like, mm-hmm. get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm. But as a character, I really, really, really like him. Yeah, no, Frank Castle and Punisher are really interesting characters. They're portrayed really well. Not they. It's one person. He's portrayed really well. <laughs> He's written really well. And like, if I had a stronger stomach, I would definitely watch this show because mm-hmm. his story is just—it's really interesting. And I, it sounds like and they literally- did a really good job with it everyone around him is so well thought out and well rounded like each character mm-hmm. that gets introduced like clearly has their own story to tell and it gets told in such a perfect way mm-hmm. yeah like, it's really really good yeah so totally worth the watch i think anyone who liked Daredevil would like the Punisher. Mm-hmm. Like they kind of have similar-ish vibes, I think. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, and I hate Netflix for canceling it, but that's yeah, that's true. For another day. With the end of Punisher, that is the end of the Netflix Marvel shows, and that's really sad. Yeah, but you know what? I don't. I care, but I don't care because I'm not gonna dwell on it Mm. anyway yeah what are we talking about next week next week i was just staring at it where did you go my friend i think it's black panther Ooh, black panther it is black panther that's a really good episode that one's we've already recorded it it's a really good episode yeah because but it's it's easy to have a good episode about a really good movie we love such Black Panther. Movie. It's such a good movie. And I believe... We love it so much. Uh, the day we're recording this now, because we're in February, mm-hmm. it's um, the Oscars are tonight. Yes. So we'll tweet tomorrow leading up to before our Black Panther episode comes out how it did tonight. Hopefully it walks away with a few Oscars. I mean, you you will be doing the tweeting because I will be asleep. Yes. Yes. I will be asleep. <laughs> but I probably be will be awake and at work during the Oscars. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that's, that's it. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Punisher. We said we were doing next week. Um, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM fangirls check out our website earthsmightiestfangirls.com and shoot us an email at emfangirls at gmail.com also remember we're on itunes and stitcher and i wish we were on spotify but we're not but you can also listen to episodes on the website yeah pretty much 
if you have any sort of podcast listening app that's not Spotify, you can listen to us. I promise. It's a whole tech thing, but like we're out there. You can listen to us. Um, thank you. And to... leave us a comment, review, yeah. leave us reviews, follow. comments, subscribe, follow, please. Um, thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland, and thanks to us for editing and producing internationally. Woo. Woo. Woo.